0: Welcome to the Stick to Hockey podcast, uh, Jason Martinez, at Jason Mert on Twitter, Russ Cohen at Sportsology on Twitter, and the website at, or not at Sportsology, Sportsology.com. <laughs> Ugh, I'm putting an at in front of everything. It's That's a long a, day. Dumb reason. It's episode 48, the Danny Briere episode, and this episode, it's fitting, happens during the playoffs.
1: And he was Mr. Playoff Man, point a really game was. in the playoffs. Like, Over 100 points, I think.
0: When you look at the guys that are great in the playoffs in the league... And he's a little guy. Just Mm -hmm. for
1: all those people that had the size bias, he's a little guy, and he was fantastic in the playoffs, by the way.
0: Which is when the game gets really physical, and space and time is even more critical to come across, but he found a way to do it using his stick. Yeah. Um, He's appeared on the Stick to Hockey podcast as well. But um, guys that perform great in playoffs, like, there's regular season performers that fill up the stat sheet all regular season, but they get to the playoffs, and haven't had tremendous success. Yeah, Breer was a good regular season performer, yeah, but yeah. he was a great and clutch playoff performer. Um, you think of those guys like Claude Lemieux. Claude one Lemieux guys, one, yeah. Uh, that always showed up for the playoffs very well. So um, Danny Breer is certain one, certainly one of those guys, Russ. But um, it's a very interesting episode. We're going to kind of bop all over the place here today. There's a lot to get into from what's going on over in Slovakia. You're not going to go on the
1: script? We have a script here. You're not going to use it?
0: Let me know when you find it. (laughs) Uh, We have some Twitter questions that we're going to get to as well. And you can tweet uh, the podcast at StickToHockeyPod. You can, of course, tag us on that as well. And we're going to talk about the playoffs. We're going to talk about the offseason. I'm going to hit you on some of the prospect conversation because we're itching closer and closer to draft time in the NHL. Yeah,
1: Combine's a couple weeks. I'll be there.
0: There's only... Three teams left playing in the National Hockey League. Yeah, more
1: people should care about the drafts than the teams playing.
0: Yeah, well, right now there's 28 teams lobbying, uh, trying to figure out what they're going to do come draft day. Look at
1: you doing math.
0: Yeah, well, third, we got an odd number of teams in this league for a weird reason, but nonetheless, <laughs> um, th- that's going to change not for long. Years. Seattle coming, uh, but still, let's talk. On, let's start right where the big story, the, probably the biggest story in hockey this week, and uh, you'd have to think would be the hand pass that was not called a hand pass. And all of a sudden, boom, it's in the back of the net, and it cost the St. Louis Blues a game. Jordan Pennington outraged the St. Louis Blues players, freaking out. It was painfully obvious on television that there was a hand pass directed to a player resulting in a goal. The play was not blown dead. They can't review it. The refs had a little huddle. Nobody could claim they saw it. I
1: mean, poor Jordan Bennington went up to the refs to to plead with them, and they basically were like, beat it. You yeah. know, they didn't say that, but that was the inference. You know, you could have gone up to, like, your Nona, who didn't know anything about hockey, mm-hmm. and she'd watch that play, and she would know something was wrong. And that was the whole problem with this entire thing was everybody knew it was wrong. You don't have to know the game of hockey to know that they got away with something. And the fact that they're going to hide behind, well, it's not reviewable, you know, Toronto looks at everything. Yeah. And there has to be a point and I guess there's going to have to be a rule where you know what on goals you're going to have to have a chance to review it and Toronto's going to do it inside of maybe 2 minutes of a game. Maybe it's going to have to be like the NFL, 2 minutes of, you know, of game of the game ending just so you don't ever have this happen again because this was ridiculous.
0: Yeah, well the thing about it is is I mean they can have a, a, an official in the building. Whether he's upstairs in the press they box. They could have a drone ref. You could yeah.
1: fly over a little drone and let them show pictures to the refs on a, on a wristwatch if yeah. they want to. I, mean,
0: I think a lot of us agree with the fact that we don't like adding replay to sports because it it lengthens a game and right. there's more stoppages and, and those kind of things. I think the offside review has been used in a, in not in the spirit of what it was intended to I do. I agree. So I think, but you can blame the that.
1: coaches on that. The coaches—they found a loophole. They're smarter they're than the league, do. and that's what yep. they do. Yes, and,
0: and they found the loophole. And you know, we talk about the, the play earlier in the series where not getting off for a line change in time, and and that costs you on a uh, on, on a goal. Or there's a zone entry. Thirty-eight seconds goes by. Yeah. The team turns it over three times, and then they turn, and a goal is scored. But. You re- rewind the clock, right? And boom, the goal doesn't count. Right. But Drew tweeted in uh, on Twitter. He says, uh, w- "Will the league address the non-reviewable goals, especially in the playoffs? Because guys work hard all season to have a missed call potentially end their season, and this could look." The St. Louis Blues don't have a cup.
1: Doug Armstrong, who is a fairly, res- you know, decently reserved guy, was banging on the door of the refs after the game and saying this was. You know, bleep. Bleep. Yeah. And he would Shouting never, expletives. He would never do that. Mm-hmm. But I don't blame him either because it was a pivotal game. It was a pivotal point in time. And for those people that say, hey, they should have hit the empty net. Yeah, you know what? Great. Yeah. But it doesn't mean the game should have ended on that.
0: Yeah. That's that's they, the big thing. They were thing. robbed. They were robbed. They were robbed, plain and simple. And maybe this is the straw that breaks the camel's back.
1: Yeah, because like I would GMs say. They've been resistant to this. I know. I would say in the past that the NHL would tell us they're going to look at it and then the next season would start and nothing would happen. Mm. But I think they've gotten so much bad press out of this and, you know, amazing coverage of this. So if this is the coverage you want of your sport, nationwide and worldwide, fantastic, but I don't think it is. So I do think they're going to have to have something where, yeah, last two minutes of a game, Toronto could review anything that's goal-related, period. Anything that goes in the net, they're going to look at. And you know what? So if you have to stop your, your... celebration for 20 seconds until they tell you fine
0: yeah the, the other people say well you know what if uh uh bobby Orr's goal right I mean, if that was offside okay this great moment okay but it's the moment's still there if it if it holds up
1: right i mean 75 world series at armbrister had catcher interference with carlton fisk mm. i mean i was mad as a kid but it's like look Everybody got over it.
0: It's a product of our times, Do We have the technology to do this well. That's the problem. It. And common sense— They didn't
1: have it then. We have it yeah. now and still got it wrong.
0: Yeah. The common sense factor has to come into play here. Yes. If the NHL, Russ, is going to embrace gambling like they are going to do, I mean, you're going to be able to bet from your phone on the next face-off. Right. Based on analytic data, sports science data— all of this tracking. And, and one of the else. companies
1: gave the money back for people that bet, you know, on St. Louis. Good.
0: They should. That that should be a that or something. that was a good thing to do. Yeah. But if the NHL is going to incorporate the level of gambling... I think it was FanDuel, actually. Yeah. If they're going to do that, then they need to have a common sense to get the freaking call right.
1: Right. And, and I understand that the crew has been penalized now, but it's too late. And I also understand that the league apologized, but not like right after the game... To me, it's like—and we saw a headline, Don Cherry says they shouldn't apologize. No, I mean, you shouldn't apologize, like, hours and hours later, which is when it seemed like it happened. You should apologize either right away or never at all. I agree with that. But again, end of the day, they got it wrong. End of the day, it could affect the whole series— I don't want to say the sharks don't deserve it now because that would be unfair too. Well, I mean
0: look at just look at their playoff run. Look at what happened against Vegas. I know. And, and the major penalty that allows them to win that now, game. Now,
1: now unfortunately what comes into play and I get texts is, "Oh, well the fix is in. I wonder what yeah. the sharks did." And it's like, "Look, that is not the case. This is just mm. <laughs> believe it or not, Confluence this is just stu- this is them. just stupidity. Yeah. It's actually not yeah. anything else."
0: Yeah. Well, the, the thing about it, too, is— I look It's not at a conspiracy. It, you look at the NBA, and they've done a lot of things right in the NBA, and and the, the officials can go to the scoring table, look at the iPad themselves, determine it. You could do it right there on the ice. They have the iPads. Look at it real quick and say, boom, that's a blatant hand pass. All right, that but I'm
1: going to open up a wound here, and I don't mean to, and for Sixers fans, I'm sorry. The NBA did one thing right. We always used to talk about the NHL swallowing the whistle Mm. in in important games in the playoffs. Officiating the game differently. And and that game seven with the Sixers, nothing was being called. Guys were pushing. I mean, Kawhi Leonard took four steps. Yeah,
0: Well, you you never want the officials to determine the outcome. And they made sure of that. And they did
1: make sure of that. And I think that is the way you have to go.
0: Yeah, I agree, too. Um so we all agree that something needs to be done. Will something be done? <laughs> when they start the year next year will that be a reviewable play? Will they repeal the offsides? I don't think that they they're will. They're not do repealing that. offsides. Yeah. They've
1: already basically put their, yeah. you know, foot in the sand on that. But I think this one they're going to have a slight tweak. Okay. I don't think they have a choice. I'm
0: sure the commissioner was none too pleased with what took place in that hockey game. No, I'm sure and he was. And the wasn't. fallout thereof.
1: But I, I will say this too cuz we cover a lot of games and you're not allowed to talk to officials after the games. Not that you can in any other sport either. Mm. But I did see recently where I think one of the official head of officials did do an interview. I think we should at least be able to get more of that, like a conference call
0: or something. Yep.
1: So if you don't want to bother the guys after the game, fine. But they shouldn't be able to hide
0: either. Yeah, they shouldn't go into witness protection, especially in St. Louis. Yeah. Uh, it, we'll see if it happens. You know, the NHL is very stubborn on a lot of cases. But this one... Uh, maybe Doug Armstrong can rally the GMs to yeah. get this into into play yeah cuz he he basically all he year. has to
1: say is George, you with me? Yeah. <laughs> George is yeah. going to be, he's
0: going to be with so them. <laughs> he's going, yeah. And he said the right things after that loss, too. We yeah. still gave up three power plays. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. He's going to be with them, and then he's going to say to the other GMs, do you want this to potentially happen to your team?
0: Yeah. Say you do all this hard work. You put your team in a position to go to a conference final, and that happens to you in a yeah. conference final? Yeah. To try and get to a cup? you got to be kidding me. Yeah. So we'll see if they're able to sell it. Uh, also big news today, John Davidson. Has resigned his position with the Columbus Blue Jackets. Nobody saw this coming. Yeah, okay, it was like a billboard, <laughs> and uh, you saw Sean resigned in New York with, yes. the, with the Rangers. He was the JD he was the one, one of the also. last
1: holdouts for Glenn of the Glen Sader era. Mm. Schoenfeld. Look, it had gotten stale there. He he was in Hartford. He did a lousy job for the most part, unfortunately. He didn't do a great job of identifying guys to send up at the right time, to keep guys at the right time. Everybody would cover for Jim Schoenfeld because he had this reputation. It really wasn't that great there. So this is a positive for the Rangers as far as him leaving. Now we can get into the J.D. Well, part. Well, J.D.
0: coming in, the shoe fits on so many levels. He was a yeah. great broadcaster there with MSG. Yeah. Obviously played in New York for the Rangers. This is, just makes all the sense in the world for him to join this. He as they always, look like they're on the Ascension again.
1: He always wanted this job. But it got blocked for some reason with Glenn Sader there, so it's it. it's no surprise that the minute Glenn Sader is really not going to be on the property, that all of a sudden JD comes back. There is even rumors that JD had this in his contract that if a job ever opened up with this job opened up with the Rangers, he could void his other contract. We'll never know if that's true or not, yeah. but it wouldn't shock me. It really yeah. wouldn't.
0: Columbus put out a release and said that basically they granted the permission. Yeah, they know it's his dream job. Yeah, Keep going and that is a signed, sealed, delivered. Uh, Thing going on there now. Now the relationship with Panarin could come into play. Oh,
1: it's coming into play because now we're we've already. Now this is again. This is what you have to sort of laugh at because a lot always goes on behind the scenes, Mm -hmm. whether it's allowed or not. Deep channels. but yeah, and so. We kept hearing Panarin and Bob to Florida. That looks pretty good, agent wise, money wise. It's all looking good. And then playoffs end, and all of a sudden, Panarin probably got word that JD's going to New York, and that we know that Panarin wants to play there at some point. Yep. And then all of a sudden, it's like Panarin's like, yeah, Florida.
0: Yeah, it uh, great. All of a sudden, I don't know. I'm Caco not. It looks the, good in the, in the world. Bob, you
1: go there. You tell me what it's yeah. like. I'm not so sure. Yeah. So he didn't say. That seems
0: to be that. That conjecture of Florida for him and Bob has cooled.
1: It has cooled. And and it's cooled because Panarin basically said, you know, I don't have to be in a coastal place. He basically opened up the entire board. Yep. So this way he could still go to the place he wanted to probably yep. go in the Rangers.
0: Yeah. Now, do the Rangers get that done, you believe? Yeah. You think that Panarin will be a New York Ranger? I, I do. And uh, Capocacco will be originally, uh, you know, a winner on that is, team, too. This has
1: been a roller coaster because I originally thought he'd be there. And then with this Bob... Deal. I was like, all right, you know. Sometimes you can't fight those things. We've seen it in the yep. NBA. But now that they got JD, it's like, you know what? I, I think this is pretty much a, a foregone conclusion. Okay.
0: And then Bobrovsky maybe still goes to Florida. Maybe. He's not going to New York.
1: Maybe. But there's still a few teams that could use him. But I'll be very interested to see what he gets paid.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I have a feeling that goalie position, you cannot pay a goalie on what he has done. No. You have to pay him on what he's going to do. Yeah. A lot of players get rewarded. For past performance. You can't do that with a goalie. No. Carey Price got rewarded. Right. And he's still good. He, he's still he oh, yeah. a very good year this year. He did. If you look at the advanced numbers on him through uh, Steve Vallaquette's site yeah. at ClearSight Analytics, and you see the the saves above, you, you know, I forget what the, it's goals against, uh, or no, it's save percentage above projected save percentage <laughs> versus.
1: Did did Vallaquette. Did Valakad ever put up what the analytics were with him playing against the Rangers here in Philly? It was probably like (laughs) off the board great because he never lost here, I don't think, as a Ranger. Yeah, yeah. He he would always win here. They always played him when they came in town. Maybe
0: just put him on the roster for that reason. (laughs) <laughs> um, but if you if you've never gone to a site it's uh clear site analytics just google it you'll find it. i think it's csahockey.com yeah he's really talented incredible information and he's a great there. guy and the the royal road he called it well it's I guess it's not the royal road it's the slot line okay about the if the puck crosses the slot line which is an imaginary line uh, from the middle of the net out to the blue line and goals being scored because not every scoring chance is created equal. Right, But I'm off the, the beaten track. We'll see yeah, what happens yeah. with Bob. And, uh, that with was your Mary. one
1: moment of goalie talk. Now we're back to hockey.
0: That is not true. <laughs> we're going to get to the other series right now and the Canes get swept. The magic went away like <laughs> poof of the Hurricanes. It ended. Now was it, in your opinion, my opinion is, is the Canes didn't play great. It was not a great matchup for them and their goaltending finally got exposed.
1: I think the goaltending got exposed, but it wasn't horrible, so I can't say it was horrible. I think what finally happened was they reached their level of incompetence, and that's not to say they were incompetent, but that's something that they use in the business world and you mm-hmm. people that keep getting promoted, at some point there's a position you'll get promoted to that you can handle. Yeah,
0: you go beyond that and then you're in trouble.
1: And and I think that's exactly what happened mm-hmm. to them. I think they still were playing the same game. I think Brenda Moore was coaching the same game. I think everything was fairly the same, but it just didn't work out because they played a team that could play that game and more. Yeah. And, and so, yeah, the matchup is bad. Yes. But they could have overcome that matchup. I don't, and I don't think better goaltending was the answer. What I thought the answer was defensively, they were giving up too many choice chances. They may not have been giving up a jillion of them, but they were giving up a lot of point blank shots that a lot of yeah. goalies would have had trouble with. And middle of the ice. Around the crease, the Bruins own that.
0: Yeah. Well, the Bruins, too, are very cerebral, very smart. Yeah. And they recognize when Morazic was in there that instead of— Morazic was such an aggressive goaltender yeah. that you saw— I, Who was it that scored the one goal? Um, it was his first playoff goal earlier in the series on Morazic. Wide open net, basically. Because Morazic is so aggressive. Was it Grizzlick? It was Grizzlick, yes. Um, and you, when you're playing against a goalie like that, you make the extra pass. Yeah. The The— you're not preaching. Just get the go- shoot. Yeah, shoot, yeah, shoot. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. you're preaching extra pass cuz he puts himself so out of yeah, position. Yeah, and he
1: did a couple of times. Yeah. He was so he caught, caught. but I also think part of that was he was injured. He came back and so he was overcompensating too and I yep. think they knew that.
0: Yeah. And 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 look, they're a well-coached team. Bruce Cassidy's done a great job with that squad. Yes. And th- defensively, they're good. They're It took a little while well for the Coil trade to work out, but it's oh, worked yeah. out great. clearly now, right? Um, And you look at Rask. Yo, Hansen
1: was a good trade. I knew that was a good trade off the bat.
0: Um, And you look at Rask right now, and he's the best goaltender in the playoffs.
1: He is. And and it's funny because I tweeted out, like, days ago that he had Tim Thomas numbers because all the haters used to compare him to Tim Thomas. Well, he's no Tim Thomas. Well, he kind of is. And then people, you know, were like, hey, he did this in 2013, too, and they didn't win. And it's like, yeah, but that's not his fault. He did... This year he does seem even better than 2013. He just seems like like yesterday he was like a robot. Yeah. There was nothing you were going to do short of something miraculous to get a goal. You would have had to you know really just done a wrap around yeah. and him not be there, or just score a fluke goal luck, yeah. off someone's back. Yep. because yeah, I don't think he was giving one up yesterday. Uh, he was just that locked in.
0: Yeah, his, he just. So precise. The in glove everything was he does. just like
1: robotic. Yeah, he looked. It was so, so good,
0: tremendous. He's He's just, he hasn't
1: lost his temper. The Tuca smash we haven't seen that,
0: and, and that's always a factor with him. Yeah. Now, the one thing is, is they're going to have a tremendous amount of time off. Most likely.
1: It's good for healing, but in these playoffs, it's it been bad been for beneficial. teams. No, it has not been beneficial. The hotter the team that has been playing has mm-hmm. done better.
0: Look at the teams that have swept and then gotten swept. Yeah, I've never seen anything, anything like it. it.
1: This is a crazy year. Like, we're going to look back in five years, mm-hmm. and when I'm doing this show with somebody else, because I kicked you off because you were just too much of an egomaniac, mm-hmm. um, we're going to all see that.
0: Yeah. Well, the thing <laughs> is, too, is like, like, you look at it. Look at the Eastern Conference. Look at the Islanders. They sweep the Penguins, they get swept. You know, you, you look at the Hurricanes, they they sweep, and then they get swept. Yeah. It's it's amazing what has gone on here. I, and again, we
1: all do our the predictions Blues, no. and everything else, but it's like you can't predict what has been going on. You might have been able to predict the team, and you might have been able to predict games, but the way this is all happening, there's yeah, no way, way
0: man. No, no way at all. Um, real quick, um, let me get to – so uh, we talked about the hand pass. we got to get to uh, the, the Blues and shark series, who do you have winning it?
1: I still have the Blues, but I mean, they took a big hit with the hand pass. That you know, yeah. But I still have the Blues winning it.
0: I think the Sharks are going to end up taking that, and it's going to be shark pre-hand wins. pass
1: or just you did anyhow.
0: I, I was taking the,
1: the. I mean, post-hand pass. I, I want say. the Blues to win it.
0: Yeah, but I think the Sharks will win it. Okay, I, despite the fact that I believe the goaltending for the Blues is better than Martin Jones, and he's been shaky. He was really good at the end of that game. Yeah, get him to overtime. Yeah um but i just think he lets in goals that i really like i don't do have like.
1: to rail on one thing you know how like with with the uh, sharks to have a guy open in the door yeah Reggie Jackson has had nothing to do with the West Coast for a million years. Yeah. Mr. October wore pinstripes. I get it. Look, I the Mets played against the A's in the 73 World Series. I watched the A's play in the old Yankee Stadium. Mm-hmm. I did all that. But that was so long ago, that Reggie doesn't even exist anymore. The Reggie Jackson New York persona is the one that does. And the fact that he was wearing a Sharks jersey and I was watching him over, I was just like, are you that desperate yeah. for somebody? Like, it's just... Why roll him out? I think Bruce Bochy went after that. That was a good choice because yeah. he's steeped in in West Coast culture yeah. and, and baseball, and he's going to retire this year. Like, headfield out there, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of player. You know, you could have gotten any of the 49ers. Yeah. You know,
0: it's just I got James Hetfield Joe, from Metallica. Yeah, you could. He you played could, the anthem at their games. Yeah, you could
1: have Joe Fair. Montana. Yeah, sure. I mean, but but Reggie Jackson, I was just like. Yeah. Ken Seiko. Yeah, I didn't like it. Ken Seiko.
0: Don't get Ken Seiko out. There.
1: That's a clown show.
0: Um, the GM of the Year uh, nominees oh, have come out. Here we go. How about this? Uh, Doug Armstrong from the Sea Louis Blues. Of Good one, yeah. Don Sweeney he's done a great job with great Boston. Great job. Really uh, put that team back in a great position. And uh, Don Noidel <laughs> from the Carolina Hurts. Do we
1: have any sound effects on this show? Can we do a big thud?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's Who like, doesn't fit here? I mean, it's. Like, just done a nice job. I mean, look. They, has he, though? All right, let's let's they, really. They've drafted well. I look w- at some of the young Did you day. like,
1: did you like the Lindholm trade? Do you think long term that is a good trade? What if, what if Furlan doesn't re-sign with them now? No, I do And they love have to that. trade it's right. Okay, but, so but that's I'm, one.
0: But I look at a team.
1: McElhaney, they had no choice, right? Oh, well, no, that was a waiver claim. They, they did that because Darling was failing. Yeah. Now, the same GM went into the season with Darling as the goalie.
0: You, well, he the did. The contract dictated that more. Oh,
1: okay, but. But we have to. I'm trying to. I'm right now. This is a preponderance preponderance of evidence. Right now, I'm a lawyer out
0: of Chicago. He did. Okay, so that's not a Waddell move. But they
1: still could have. Waddell could have gone up to him and said, "You know, Tom, I respect that you don't want to do anything with this contract, but we got to eat it and we got to get somebody before the season starts." They didn't do that.
0: Yeah. Well, I I think he's in a a very precarious position. He is. That team is under financial constraints more than anybody.
1: But it is more Francis's team than him. That yeah. is my basic point.
0: Okay, so he's being rewarded for he is the b- cupboard being stocked. Yeah. Okay.
1: I mean, don't you think?
0: Yeah, you can make the case. Absolutely.
1: Otherwise, you name me the big Don Weldell moment that tells you— Or the big acquisition. Or yeah, big, or something. Name me the big uh, moment. Yeah, no, you're
0: right. He may be being rewarded. Maybe it's just kind of a, a pick for the Canes more than it is him. Yeah. For being able to rebuild in that market where—I mean, it was nine years they didn't make the playoffs? Yeah. And then they finally get in, and they get yeah, a couple of. Rounds. I think
1: it has something to do with uh, that.
0: The winner, though, to me, should be Sweeney.
1: It should be Sweeney.
0: Yeah, Armstrong. I was kind of skeptical of the moves that he made this past summer, and he made some bold moves. The Ryan O'Reilly deal was a big deal.
1: I mean, the move that did it was Bennington, and it was the move they didn't want to make for the last two or three years yeah. that they should have made, in my estimation, should have made a long time ago because
0: well, Brian Elliott and, and Jake. Well, Allen and Jay, but and, they
1: they took they stuck with Jake Allen too long. Yeah, and and so that. Is the reason I wouldn't give it to him only because I do feel like they got a decent team together and O'Reilly has panned out and but you're right there were some other questionable things there.
0: Oh, didn't he hire Yo? Okay, so it's fair. And then Yo gets fired and you got to you got to put Baruby in there as an interim who's still not under a contract. But that's only it's a formality. Yeah. Yeah, that's going to happen.
1: It's going to happen. Apparently, although does he still does he still live in PA though? I wonder.
0: He might live up in Bucks County. Yeah, no, might be up there by the New Hope area. (laughs) Uh, The thing is, maybe some of these coaching openings are still sitting around, waiting to see if. Ruby is going to sign. No,
1: there's there, no. There, but Ruby to the Oilers. No, there is zero percent chance of that happening. Zero. All right,
0: then who the hell's going to coach the Oilers? Well, that's Ken a Holland, great question. They got a GM, they got Ken Holland, but they don't have a coach yet. The Senators don't have a coach. Their season's been over for five, six weeks.
1: I know this has gone this is a crazy. long time. And on this show, we heard Chuck Fletcher say it could go this long for the Flyers, but it didn't. Yeah. But I think it didn't because he saw the landscape and he was like, you know what, we're not getting better than Vigneault. We better get Vigneault. This is a good fit. Let's hmm. do it. And I, yeah, I think the deck chairs have sort of been shuffled here. And now even Ralph Kruger, who we'll get to in a minute, isn't the greatest of selections. Yeah.
0: He was out of the game for a period of time coaching soccer.
1: Yeah, but it's fine. He, he's still a hockey guy. Yeah. I'm not worried about that.
0: Well, he was in the, uh, what was it, the not the World Championships, uh, what do you call it? The, World uh, Cup of Hockey. World Cup of Hockey. But he
1: also did a halfway decent job with some of the Oilers players when he was there.
0: Yeah, he was there for a, a 48-game season and they fired him after.
1: Right. And I mean, he loved He actually got the most out of Yakupov. They mm-hmm. actually had a fairly high goal totals a lot of those guys. Yep. So there were some things to like. I'm fine with Kruger going to, to the Sabres. I yeah, like I mean, those. it's still a risk, Yeah. but it's fine. I, I, I'll I at least think the Sabres reacted well. With Edmonton, everything's gone slow here. And, yes, Ken Holland is a big shot and a big name, and he's a great guy. He still hasn't gotten Dave Tippett to sign. Because if you think about it, you're Dave Tippett, right? You were in a great spot a week ago because everybody was bringing up your name, and there were a lot of spots opening. Yeah. Now there's only two. Yeah. Now now it's just Ottawa and, and Edmonton. And he doesn't want to go to Ottawa, and he's got Seattle. Like he's already hired with Seattle. Oh, yeah. He's you know he's got an empty Advisory office. Advisory he's, he's got an empty office. Maybe once in a while he types out a few emails, yeah. and he's getting paid. Yeah. To leave that, he is going to have to get paid like Vigneault money, which is a little bit higher than his normal pay grade. Probably to leave that cushy spot. Yeah. Because also. As a coach, when you're coaching a team like that, he's not going to be held to Vegas standards. No. He's going to be held to normal standards of a brand new team and for 2 or 3 years, we'll pretty much get a pass.
0: Yep. It's called job security. Yeah. That's why you take less money. And for Seattle's more a nice tenure. place.
1: Seattle's a nice place mm-hmm. to live. No offense, Edmonton. Yeah,
0: and they know they got a burgeoning hockey market there. They know they got tickets sold already. And so All I got to
1: believe if he really wanted to go there, wouldn't he've been there already?
0: Yeah, you would think so. I mean, Holland's been there for a couple of weeks now, too. So
1: Yeah, it's not like you would have thought. I bet you they were trying to line it all up, even when Ken was doing his mm-hmm. press conference, and it hasn't lined up yet. So yeah. I don't know. I don't know who's coaching the Edmonton Oilers, but I do know this. If I were a free agent, they're like the last team I would want to go to. Okay. Because things aren't set. I mean, what about well, you? It's, a, it's been a mess. You're a free agent goalie. You're at the end of no, your career. it's been a mess. You're at the end of your career. you got one more chance. Well, to if I a
0: chance to start over being a backup, then yeah. But that's the only situation I would I would do it in, yeah, because they're a mess, yeah. And look, if, if Ken Hitchcock even couldn't talk. tighten them up defensively, nobody can.
1: Right? There's even talk that Koskinen could get bought out,
0: and they oh just God, gave him they a just God, gotcha. they, they let them sign him like a week before they fired the GM, right? It's like, I don't even know if it was a week. It might have been days. I know.
1: And there's a chance he gets bought out, too.
0: Oh, my goodness. What a mess. (laughs) So
1: That's what I'm saying. So if you're
0: a player. Connor McDavid on that team. Drysad had 50-plus goals. Yeah. you got to be kidding me. I mean, they should just buy a Lucic.
1: Yeah. One other sidebar here. So I don't know if you've noticed there's that app out there that that makes you look like you're a a child again, Mm -hmm. like from your childhood. Have you seen that? I still look like I did? Okay. Yeah, except with a big beard and everything. Uh, but have you seen that app? Have you seen yeah. on social media? Okay. So the Vancouver Canucks did it, and they did it with Quinn Hughes. And really, like, Quinn Hughes is... different. He was he a already, child
0: four weeks ago. He looks like
1: that. So really, all they did was turn back the clock, and he looks like Jack Hughes now. <laughs> like, <laughs> in that picture. That's they, all they, they did. just
0: used his brother. <laughs> They're playing together in the world.
1: <laughs> it was really ridiculous. All right, let's
0: go right to that then yes. now, because Quinn Hughes, uh, is sp- very special offensive talent. Yes.
1: Let's explain the worlds for a minute, though. For one thing... There's a lot of players there that are there just to keep playing hockey. Mm-hmm. Some of them really want to win. Don't get me wrong. But they're not going to play life and death hockey until that final game. When they know gold medals yep. online, they play a little more life and death. Until
0: then... It's not the Olympics. It's not they the go out drinking every night.
1: Yep. Like This is not like the NHL regular season mm-hmm. or playoffs or anything like that. It's not. Then it's a bigger ice surface. Then there's lines you've never played with before. Pairings, like, you know, Kakao has done great. Don't get me wrong. He's a really good player. You can see his skating ability, but he's also on bigger ice. Who's he going up against? So when, you know, the one game where he matches up against the U.S., everybody's like, look, look, Kakao's doing better than Hughes. Yeah. After two periods, Hughes had like four minutes. Like, Jeff Bat- Blasher wasn't even playing him. Yeah. It's like, so, and again... They might be the same age, right? But the U.S. has more NHLers than any of those other teams. So, Blaschel, if he starts playing Jack Hughes over the real NHLers, they're never going back to yeah, the world. Going, Why
0: did I come here? And half of them went up to go to Slovakia. I,
1: and, and we heard half of them came because Patrick Kane called them and yeah. asked them to come. Yeah. And so, he was the
0: influencer. <laughs> yeah. Well, don't forget, too. If I recall, didn't Hughes like just wrap up the under-18s and so go right the to So that's the other
1: great point. And that's he the was other
0: incredible in that tournament.
1: Well, he broke Ovechkin's record. We yeah. can go there. Uh, the first thing, I w- and, and now is my next point was, yes, he played in the under-18s, so he had to fly overseas to do that. Mm-hmm. He played that tournament, and instead of going home, like Kako didn't play in that tournament. No. So he was at home. His season was over. Yep. He had a little bit of rest. Gearing up. Gearing up for the Worlds. Hughes went right to the Worlds, and he basically said, look, I don't care what you think of me. I'm doing this because I want to play for the U.S., and I want to play with my brother. He didn't want to say, I want to play with my brother first, but we know that's the answer. Because believe it or not, I've spoken to Jack. They haven't played a lot in their lives because they've been elite players for so long, and because of the age difference, they really haven't been on you know special ice together. So this was a good chance for them to do that, and that's really the deal here. If you count any of this against Jack Hughes— Sorry, you just don't know what you're doing.
0: Yeah, and will the New Jersey Devils do that though? Uh, you know, and I don't not, not to think they that will. Because Hughes is a center and Kako's is a winger.
1: Right. Well, that's another There's big a, factor a value here. Prospect you're, to that. you're you're getting a franchise center or a franchise winger, which again, mm-hmm. now again, if you really are thinking about this change, if the Devils do this, then I know there's a size bias there with the Devils, and yeah. I will call it as a size bias yeah. because there's no other reason. Matter of fact, when Quinn Hughes was shown, we finally, the NHL, I don't know if they'll spend it on the regular season, but at least in the world, they're finally showing the soccer stats where we saw Quinn Hughes turn the corner on a play. He was going 23 miles an hour. That's great to see. I hope we get to see that yeah. in NHL games and not just in the All-Star game. So that's Jack can do that too. Yeah. Quinn's just a year older, so Quinn did need to build himself up a little. Jack may do,
0: need to do the same thing. He may start out as a winger too, by the
1: way. And he might start out as a winger. Yeah. And, and put him then with that's Taylor f- Hall. Yeah, whatever. And with they the, should put him with Taylor Hall. Yeah. And so again, if the Devils do this, I'll say there's a size bias if they don't they'll go with Jack Hughes. Like so it's just that simple. Was Taylor
0: Hall number 1 overall pick? Yeah. So you could have a line. It
1: was Taylor or Tyler, if you remember. That's right. Um, And I interviewed Tyler. put
0: Heischer on the wing and put Jack Hughes on the wing and you got the one line. Yeah. That's your number one line. Three three top picks in the NHL draft on one line. Yeah.
1: I I interviewed Tyler pre-draft. I got an exclusive with him and I really liked him. My basis of picking Taylor Hall over him was the speed factor. Yeah. Which, again most of the time has worked out. I mean, he has been a little injury prone, yeah. but these two guys are almost neck and neck. And I really do think for a little while, Kako and Hughes will be neck and neck. You know when it'll change when the league starts changing and gets more and more away yep. from the physical hits then a guy like Hughes, you won't be able to do anything with you, him. You won't so to catch him, two or three him. years into his career. When these things happen in the NHL, yep. watch out
0: because physicality is being taken out more and more yep. every year. We see it yep. right in front of our faces. Um, you have any more vibe on Evgeny Malkin possibly being a a, a trade piece for the Pittsburgh Penguins? You not? I don't think it? so
1: because there's I,
0: still chatter out there. I keep seeing it. I'm going. Eh, is there something? To there's this?
1: always chatter. I think Kessel's going.
0: It's going beyond just maybe motivating a player. I, I have think, a good season. I
1: think Phil Kessel's going. I okay. think he's the one that goes because if you think about it, he's always going to be a goal scorer. But he's a high salary goal scorer, mm-hmm. so you send him to a team that's desperate for goal scoring, like Arizona. They got money, yep. send him there. Florida, you know they're yeah, going get, to get his. Yeah, always does. You know maybe they maybe they trade Kessel for Hoffman because mm-hmm. maybe that's you know. Yep. Because and that's something they do so. I could see Kessel being the one that goes. I don't see the sense in Malkin going because you have that one-two combo with centers. We know it works in this league. It still works in this league. Why would you give that up? I don't care if he was a little bit off this year. Who the heck cares? I mean, honestly, in the, yeah. in the grand scheme of things, there could be a year where Crosby gets hurt again and you'll be glad you have Malkin. If Crosby gets hurt and you don't have Malkin, you're in real trouble.
0: Oh boy, then you, Yeah, you're right. If, if a guy like Crosby's out for twenty one games. Yeah. And no Malkin, you got nothing. You got no offense. And you've seen that happen when Crossby goes out. Absolutely. I, the and level so the you game. can't you can't bet against that. Mm-hmm. Uh Tim Tobin tweets in and he says, has Esa Lindell set the market for Proveroff? Does he get more, less, or equal type of contract?
1: No, he gets more, but I will tell you some things that Lindell. Let me did. tell you the
0: contract. Six year thirty four point eight million, an AAV of five point
1: eight. Right. Lindell in his draft year. I wrote in an article that if I were the New York Rangers, I would draft him. They needed a, a defenseman like that in my estimation. And they didn't. They went with Bounieva's a few picks before. It was like four or five picks before something like that. <laughs> I mean, you know who won that one. Yeah. Uh, Dallas did a great job drafting him here. And he is a guy that blocks shots. He's a guy that skates the puck out of trouble well, and he's smart, and he doesn't make mistakes. He played 30 minutes in a playoff game. 30 minutes because Dallas had an unusual amount of PKs that game, Mm -hmm. and they were fantastic at it, and he was the linchpin. So, yes, he is worth every bit of that. Now, Provorov will get more because Lindell is not being used as a number one. Yeah, Provorov is. Or two. However you want to look at it.
0: Yeah. Depending L- if they were to get a true number one. Right. And that's why I said he's that. He's a top pairing. No he's a top what. pairing guy. Lindell
1: is not. So he will get more than that because of that.
0: All right. So coming out of his RFA contract, or he's an RFA coming out of the ELC, what kind of money is ProVaroff going to get? Can we go to $7 million? I think he's
1: going to ask for like- going to go bridge? I think he's going to ask for like seven by seven.
0: Okay. Would you prefer he go bridge?
1: No. Because I'm already going to have trouble signing him, mm-hmm. so if I go bridge, no, the that team almost, wants to lock him up long term. No, no, that but 7, that's my point.
0: Be great, in three. Years. But that's
1: my point. If yeah. I go bridge, it's going to end up being like Kucherov bridge, which is mm-hmm. really high anyhow. So does that really help me against the cap? Yeah. No. So You're I'm telling him. There. I'm telling him no bridge, and and look. We've mentioned this before. Is it possible he holds out for a little while? It is possible, yeah. and that's why I don't think the Flyers can automatically trade Gosta because you don't know what's going to happen with Provorov. They're yeah. negotiating with him now. We don't hear anything. Nothing's yeah. gone on
0: yet. Ideally, you'd like to get to the draft and have him locked up. Have him locked up, so you can
1: do some dealings there
0: and, and know through channels that you're going to make a deal or and you're going to make a trade for Spurgeon.
1: See, and I don't know if they're guaranteed to trade Spurgeon because. They have to look at their situation. They have to look at Dumba and see if he's not going to get hurt long-term. And so I don't know if it's a guarantee for okay. Spurgeon. What about Truba? Truba's definitely getting traded. Yeah. So Truba they definitely could get. It would take more than just Gossespierre to get Truba. Sure, you're going to
0: have to give up a Radcliffe or something like that?
1: Uh, you'd either have to give up a Radcliffe or you might have to give up number 11. Like you just... yeah, go TK? No. No, no, not TK. Oh, the the pick. 11th the pick. pick. Okay. You might have to give up that and one of your defensemen to get him, even though he's not signed. But, again, that deal would be contingent on him signing an extension with the yep. Flyers, which they maybe would already have an idea of what that would be. If they did that deal, it's it's a good deal. Okay. like Because, again— Whoever you get at 11, even if you've got a defenseman, he's not playing for four or five years. Yep. So if they have to do that to get their other guy to put with Provorov, then you know what? That's the price you got to pay.
0: Yeah, because you want to start to get into a win-now mode, too. Right. Um, Nabil Raymond, I hope I said your name right, buddy. He says, Russ, it seems at, number, at pick 11, Philly can get a really decent player. Can you go over a couple of forwards or a couple of D-men who could make sense at 11? Leading us right into that.
1: Okay, so... Trevor Zegers is a center who plays uh, with the NTDP. He's a guy that he's a little skinny right now. He's like six foot, one hundred sixty-eight, but this guy can probably weigh one eighty. Mm. And he really looks like a guy that could possibly be elite. And he's just not that right now because he doesn't have his man strength. Mm. Really good skater, can pick it, can shoot it, can make the great pass. Smart defensively, can steal the puck and get get it going the other way. So Zegers would be a great one if they could get him if you wanted a defenseman an interesting thing is if Moritz Sater was there the big german kid he's 6-4 he's he just won rookie of the year in the men's league over there i've heard rave reviews i know a couple writers who write there and they've dealt with him a lot yep. very mature you know i he's not chris pronger or anything like that but he is really good and he has an offensive game he's playing in the world's now too i believe really good defensively i'd have to still look at him and say mm, cam york Definitely, because Cam York is a terrific offensive defenseman, Mm -hmm. and Cam York can skate. He can play defense better than I think some people think. Because he's with the NTDP, nobody talked about all his scoring, because everybody was scoring. Zegras has as much scoring going on almost as as Jack Hughes at times. But again, with Hughes and Caulfield there, someone like Cam York didn't get talked about, so I think he's another one.
0: And Hughes just took all the headlines.
1: Yeah. Matt Boldy's another one who's hiding in plain sight at the NTDP. He's a winger. Really great scoring type, but also skates well. And Bobby Brink is just a plain, flat-out goal scorer. And he's in the USHL. He lit it up this year. That's another guy. All right. Isaiah. I don't think Cole Caulfield will be there. So if he asks that question, hoping Cole Caulfield will be at 11, no, no the Flyers will have to trade up not to get after him. after that
0: showing in the U-18s. Yeah. It was unbelievable. Yeah. Isaiah. uh tweets in and he says, if the Flyers trade for a D-man, it seems like Truba and Spurgeon are two names that have emerged as targets. How accurate is that speculation? We don't know that Spurgeon is going to be a guy that's even available. If it's not Spurgeon or Truba, and we know their desire to get a top veteran D-man, where do they go?
1: Well, all right. So do we know for sure that Roman Yossi is going to get locked up long term with Nashville? Do we know that for sure? No. So maybe I call Nashville. Yeah. Now, I know everybody expects Subban to go, but Subban already has a deal that's in place that they know what it is. Yep. What if What if Yossi says, "I want a ten by 8 Wow! They can't do that. Yeah, it's almost like the Shea Weber situation yeah. now. No offer sheet. I am not in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, no. But I'm just saying they can't do that.
0: Yeah, it's it's that's too much money. Are the Flyers willing to pay Yossi? You know, ten, 10 million? They might have to go beyond that because they can't give him eight years.
1: Right. Well, they might just give them 10 by 7.
0: 10 by 7. Give them $70 million.
1: Or 10.5 by 7. Yeah. You know.
0: To get them them home.
1: And get them there. And. You know what? If they could do that, great. Mm-hmm. But I'm just saying that's a possibility. I don't think Drew Doughty's a possibility. I've heard yeah, somebody this. Somebody asked me about that. I know. I heard that yes, the other day. Right. You gave the right answer on yeah. that.
0: And look, I, I love Doughty. And that guy,
1: why did that guy think that Doughty's on the downside?
0: Yeah, he's 29 years old. He thought he was Duncan Keith. <laughs> I know. Duncan Keith's 35 and <laughs> I shot. Know, I know. I mean, And Doughty's played a lot of hockey. Yeah. So was Duncan Keith, by no, the way. No, no. But Doughty no. can still
1: move on the ice and still can play 20 he plays almost the most minutes in the league. A night. Yeah, I think it's even more than that. It's like and twenty-seven, I think. It's like 20 twenty-seven, year. and I think Suter was the only one maybe that was higher. Yeah,
0: yep. If you could get Dowdy, okay, go. Right, but I you mean, you can't. Yeah, but I'm um, just saying.
1: But but Yosi could be available.
0: Yeah, and they they spit out the there at an alarming rate. Yeah. Um, Eric Bowman tweets and he says, "Will the Flyers spend stupid money to go after Matt Duchesne? this summer? Will say a lot about the ownership." But okay. What is stupid? money for Matt Duchesne. He helped his cause the way he played in the playoffs.
1: Sure. I think stupid money would be like, I don't know, $8 million for six years. Okay. I think that's stupid money for Matt Duchesne.
0: Okay, so you don't want to, If you're going to get I don't Matt, like the term. You're really thinking...
1: I'll go, I'll go seven and a half for four years.
0: Okay, but he, he's going to want the term. He's not old. no. So he's a young player. But I'm going to
1: give him more, and I want less term. Sorry, Matt. It's a speed okay. league. I so don't know you if you'll still have
0: that speed. for less term. Okay, I can see. Yeah, because he's
1: not defensively responsible. He is a center, mm-hmm. but he's not defensively responsible. So he's not a number 1 center for me. Do you
0: value him on the Flyers team is more than maybe other teams would value him because he's a 2C, and now you're going to put Nolan Patrick as your 3.
1: Right. I, great, but that doesn't mean I'm going to pay overpay for him, mm-hmm. even though he does fit in like a glove, like you just yeah. said. But again, he's he
0: slots still... slots your lineup perfectly.
1: Yeah, and he's got good speed, and he's a good guy, but you know what? I am not going over seven and a half for him, and I definitely don't want to go over five years. Yeah, I, The, I the might, market's
0: going to go over that for him, though. It, it will. I'll be on both both accounts.
1: It will, and I I wouldn't do it.
0: Yeah, I wouldn't either. I think you'd just be—I I like him as a player. So I want st- to like him more. Stupid
1: there's, money is anything over seven and a half a year, I think.
0: Yeah, there's just a few things in his past that I don't like.
1: Okay, that's uh, fair. The skill's there,
0: obviously. Oh, obviously. Mean, I mean,
1: he's got a great shot. He's yep, got wheels. He we know that.
0: And, yeah, everything. And it's it's a need for the Flyers for sure, but I don't know that I want to go there.
1: No, I I wouldn't do it. I'm
0: really not too sure. I
1: wouldn't do it. Um, And I definitely wouldn't do Eric Carlson for these Flyers fans and other people that we know who have been saying it on radio airways that... Eric Carlson's a good idea for the Flyers. It is not a good idea. He just scored his first goal in like a million yeah. <laughs> just yeah. the other day, and then he got the overtime gift. But he just scored the first one in forever. Why would you want him right now at the rate he is going to ask for?
0: All right, so what is he going to get? Is he going to get uh, seven times 11?
1: He might get just sh- short of 11, okay, but he'll like get ten and
0: a half, ten, ten seven. seven. Yeah,
1: times seven, and that would scare me to death. Yeah,
0: he's a guy that's gotten. A, dealt with a lot of injuries in the last couple of in years. In
1: four or five years he could turn into Mike Rathje. Yeah,
0: well he's not he, Rathji yeah. could never skate no 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 but <laughs> but and what i
1: and i don't mean it that way. Okay. what I mean it is I remember I would go to Voorhees and watch practice, and Rathji would be in the stands because he was still getting paid yep. just to live in the area yeah. that's what I mean so, not not to say he's going to be that yeah. player I get that yeah yeah. He's
0: never going to be that player. Uh, look, I know a lot of people, they get enamored with the big name yes. and the idea of Eric Carlson.
1: I think for some reason, Flyers fans think because they you know, narrowly missed out. But again, this is a very weird league where there's a lot of parity and everybody almost narrowly misses out. You know what? I think they feel like they're closer than they are. So if you get Carlson, they're kind of like, well, let's try and win for the next two, three years and I won't worry about it because yeah. I want my team to win. But uh, I don't think they're necessarily in that spot. It really—a lot would have to fall into place, Carter Hart also having an all-star year, being one yeah. of those things, right?
0: And plus, so, he'd probably have to have a 2C and a veteran—you uh, know, yeah, have to have all these things. He'd be your veteran D edition. Right. So, yeah, I don't know that— I, I So, don't no, I, don't, I wouldn't make right that—I wouldn't want that. If they did it, I'd, I'd, I'd be surprised if they did come into an agreement with him. Where they go in free agency? I'm just not sure yet. I don't know— how deep they're willing to dig into their pockets. Mm -hmm. I think they want to accomplish a lot of things and pending this Proveroff deal and Konechny and the RFAs that they have to get signed. Um, But I also know they want to put a winner on the ice now. And that's a little scary. It is a little scary. Which I think the more of the additions for the Flyers could come via the trade market than they do the free agent market. I agree. So I I don't know what that... It's just my, my sense. Like, you could see... A couple of these prospects like I could see Ratcliffe being a part of a, a deal
1: I'm going into this draft like I didn't go into the Minnesota one I went into the Minnesota draft I remember we're about 10 minutes ready to start to interview the guys pre-draft and you know we get about six or seven of them out there and I'm sitting with Steve Wino and we're just chatting and then Wino just looks at me he goes Flyers just made a big trade and they've got the eighth overall pick Sean Couturier. yeah and, but they didn't pick Couturier yet, right? That yeah. was who they had in mind. Yep. And so I was just like, well, that sort of changes my mind now, who I'm going to interview. And, yeah. and we literally were walking down the stairs to go interview these guys. Yeah, Like, it was like that quick. And yeah. so now, and Paul Holmgren sort of spearheaded that, I think he is going to push for the same thing now. So I'm kind of expecting something like that to happen pre-draft this year yeah. again. Whether it's, up to get
0: Cole Caulfield.
1: whether it's moving up to get Cole Caulfield, whether it's, trading assets to move up even to a better slot, whether it's trading assets and that pick to get a better player. Yeah. One
0: of those things. Yeah, no doubt about it. we'll we'll see what the team is that they end up fielding. We'll yeah. see likely candidates to get traded, whether that is Gosses Bear, even with the arrival of Vigneault, who I think could be like, ah, maybe they, let me take a crack with this kid. Yeah. Let me see I what still I think, can do with it. And him. I will
1: give you one name that I think they will go after. I think Kevin Hayes. I think Vigno likes him. He's had good success Seems obvious, with him. Right? And he could him in New York. he could fill your two C spot. So mm-hmm. What kind of money? I just just did your job for you. What kind of money? Um, That's a good question for Hayes. He's probably going to get over five. So I would say, you know, five, seven, five for five years. Five years,
0: yeah. You're looking like a $27, $28 million contract. Yeah. Uh, The people here would like him. Yep. Um, We'll see if that does come to fruition. Um, I have to ask you, as I always do, about offer sheets. Who's going to get offer (laughs) sheet?
1: There is no (laughs) chance of an offer sheet. Zero. No point. Mitch Marner, you didn't say, yeah.
0: I know, you know I'm going there. That's the guy I want. I want Mitchie. I want Mitch Marner.
1: Do you realize what the Leafs, the Leafs would just dump Nylander before they ever let anybody get a Maybe hold of Marner. that's how force
0: a trade to get Nylander or Kapanen.
1: Kapanen's not going anywhere. He's still under their control. He, well, he performed you have very no
0: well when, when You have Nylander no was chance. Out. Yeah. You have
1: no chance. You could, if you're the Flyers, though, trade for Connor Brown. Connor Brown might be available. That's a guy who had 20 goals a couple mm-hmm. years ago. You, what about Kadri? Yeah, Kadri, Kadri's on the market. Yeah. There's no question. And he would, fill, low, he would fill the 2C spot. High. Nope, AAV's low. I think he's four and a half a year. But mm-hmm. I think the issue with Kadri, and, and Dubas said it at his press conference, he's a marked man with the league. So his next suspension, gonna it's going to be a bigger one. So you have to get Kadri knowing that he's going to be under control. Yeah. If, you, if you could do that... Kadri is one of the best pickups you can get in the offseason because he plays like the Flyers want to play. Yep. He's a two C. He's defensively responsible, and he could score thirty goals.
0: Yeah, no, no, when when his head's boxes. on right. Yeah, which and he's not Steve
1: Downey, so don't you know? It's not, no, like, it's not he's like he's that. not like that, but no. he does have moments where he can't control it. Only a, once in a while.
0: All right, I want you to get out the Russ Cohen crystal ball. Right okay, all, right? all right, your virtual is it the magic
1: ball? eight ball or just yeah. the crystal ball? I'm
0: going to ask you to look into your crystal ball. And give me the answer to a couple of questions. Okay. Number one, if the Toronto Maple Leafs don't get to at least a conference final next season, will Mike Babcock be entering his final season as a coach of the Leafs as he enters the back half of that contract? He coached four seasons, he signed an eight year deal. If, He's making 6.25 per year.
1: Let's say they performed like Carolina did this year, he would get fired. Okay. I'll say it like that. Um,
0: When you look at the playoff field from this past season, who are a team from each conference that made the playoffs that will not make the playoffs next season? Because there's going to be teams. There's a lot of teams on the rise. And for teams to get into that tournament, teams have to come out of the tournament.
1: Carolina Hurricanes.
0: You don't think they'll be a playoff team next year?
1: I think there's just too many things askew right now and if they if they don't spend big money. Yeah, I mean the goalie is the, the number goalie? one thing. I mean yeah. both guys are free agents, not yeah. just one. So unless you lock up one tomorrow, you this is a big problem. Yeah. Uh, the Islanders, they have a lot of free agents, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, again, Robin Leonard is their biggest free agent. Other, th- I mean, Anders Lee— I'd
0: be really careful committing to Leonard. Totally.
1: I know, but Anders Lee has to get signed first. Yeah, they
0: have to do him first.
1: But I'm hearing Nelson's going to sign first. And if that's okay. the case, then that me- could mean that that Lee's going to at least check out the market. Mm. And so this could be problematic for the Islanders. Maybe they get Panarin, but I don't think they're going to spend that kind of money. And I don't think they could outbid the Rangers. I don't. Okay. So, I mean, they could— Conceivably, but I don't think they would.
0: What about Columbus? We know what Columbus. they're gonna lose. We know they're losing Bob. We know they're losing Panarin, maybe DeZingle, probably Duchesne. But they
1: just signed Emil Benstrom, who is mm-hmm. the maybe the second best player not in the NHL right now. Uh, in the SHL, he's fast. He's, is he a, gonna be a, guy he's gonna a goal scorer. The he will jump in and score goals? goals. He might give you 30.
0: Wow, okay. Well, they st- and they still have Pierre-Luc Dubois. Yeah. They still have Seth Jones, who's going to be a NARS Milano is year. killing
1: it again in, in the AHL right now with Cleveland. Wow. He could finally get his call up and stay. Columbus could still make the playoffs. I'm not bailing okay. on them.
0: Okay, you're not going to bail on Columbus. What about... Obviously Tampa Bay you believe is going to be a penalty. No, Tampa would be a player. Now they're too. going to win the Presidents Trophy and get knocked out in the second yeah.
1: round. Next no, year. no, they won't win the Presidents Trophy next year. You, you don't watch. Think so? Nope. They
0: have too much talent, not to.
1: Nope. Not going to happen. I wow. <laughs> I don't think they're going to want to win it. Yeah, exactly. The drive won't be there to with, win it. What the Caps did. Right.
0: You know, kind of take the foot off the gas, yeah. don't worry about it. Yeah. And just be healthy and playing well for yeah, the Yeah, I love. don't think not the drive
1: will be there to do it.
0: Okay. And uh okay, so you got the Islanders, Carolina and you're going to hold on to Columbus. Let's go to the Western Conference. Calgary won their division, uh, tied for the second-most points in the league this season.
1: And they'll probably upgrade in net, so they'll be there. Yeah,
0: because yeah, Mike Smith is done. Yeah. Um, Ritch isn't the guy. No. Who do they get? Is it Robin Lehner?
1: I mean, they might try to get Bob.
0: Yeah, that'd be interesting, yeah. And, and, see and trade
1: Mike Smith, and somebody will get Mike Smith. Maybe okay. Carolina gets Mike Smith.
0: Okay. Uh, so you're good with you're good with Calgary. Um, when you look at the other team, Winnipeg, they're going to be back in the playoffs, right? You have you have doubts about Winnipeg getting back into the playoffs. I don't have that doubt. That team's too good to not make the playoffs. I Are think, they? I mean, they have to be.
1: Are they? They lose Truba, Buffalo. What has Buffalo done lately?
0: Uh, yeah. Well, they may trade Buffalo too, but you still have Shifley. You still have Line. A. You still have great players. There.
1: How did they look in that last series to you? No, they
0: look bad. No, there's no doubt about it. And I didn't like. The there's matchup. dissension.
1: There's dissension on the team right now.
0: Yeah, no, I get, I get it. But
1: and that all has to get cleaned up.
0: Okay, um, Vegas.
1: So Winnipeg's on the edge. You
0: Winnipeg. I don't have Winnipeg on the edge.
1: They're on the edge.
0: I have Nashville on the edge.
1: Yeah, I think Nashville being on the edge is fair.
0: Okay. Uh, what about th- I like Dallas to return next year.
1: No, Dallas will return next year as long year. as
0: Ben Bishop stays healthy. Although St. Louis, they, I believe too.
1: Dallas really has to hammer down Zuccarello. Even yeah. if they overpay a little, they have well, to. The That's Rangers been a great. So. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> but that first. was a great fit.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, you look at them. You look at Dallas, too. And, I mean, with Heiskinen, it's just absurd. Yeah. I mean, he is unbelievable. He
1: will be one of the.
0: F- is it Heiskinen or Heiskinen?
1: Heiskinen is Haskinen. Haskinen. what he I hear says. It different every time. No, different No, it's Heiskinen. Okay. And he will be one of the five or six best defensemen in the league someday. Yeah,
0: he might be that next year. Yeah, he could be next he, year. He, you remember a time when. Young defensemen are among the elite so quickly. I know. I
1: mean, and Wierenski sort of to started. Be Twenty-five to be that. Wierenski, M- mm-hmm. McAvoy. Yeah. The, you know, we're we're getting a wave of them. Even Provera, def-
0: That position is getting younger. And that's one that it took. It's it took not that time. they're getting
1: younger. Guys are better schooled now. I just did an article yeah. on um on the exceptional status kid Shane Wright, and yeah. and I put that up it's on EP Ringside. Yes, and what I found out via that article and and KO sports is the agency that represents him the amount of coaching that he has is insane
0: oh at a younger level too yeah
1: there's like five or six different coaches mm-hmm. so when we're talking about these guys like and I'll give you an example now of Provorov so Provorov 2 years ago when we were at like rookie camp he had like his apple watch and he kept looking at his wrist at, and he was timing something on the ice during drills right and so I figured he was checking, you know, his parents are doctors. So I knew he was probably checking his heart rate yeah. and making sure he was at it. So when I asked him about that. He to keep
0: it in a certain zone. Yes.
1: Yeah. And he definitely was looking at that. He wouldn't cop to that at all. He yeah. smiled at me. And he goes, oh, no, no, that was nothing. And when a Russian says it's nothing, you worry about it's everything. it. everything. So that's how smart these players are now coming in. So that's why we're seeing that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You're right. They're using sports science and all those things. Yeah. Uh, in the Western Conference, I mean, St. Louis, you think that?
1: No, they're they're fine.
0: Bennington's going to Bennington will be fine,
1: back. even even with Baruji, who I wasn't a full believer in this year because mm. I saw things go astray in Philly with him. Yep. No, they'll be fine.
0: Uh, how about Vegas? How about him? That's an interesting one. Flurry's Fleury, aging, another year older.
1: They don't really have a backup for Flurry.
0: No, with Malcolm Subban. We all believe Colorado's coming back, right?
1: Yes, Colorado will be back. I think Vegas <laughs> is on the edge. I really, at some feel? point. I think they're going to take a step back until some of the young guys come up. And Branstrom's not coming up now, right? Because yeah. they got Mark Stone. So they're on the bubble.
0: Yeah. And um, Colorado's going to be an even better team than they were. They'll be they're a going better be, team. they get that fourth overall pick. Yeah. And that's a team on the
1: come. And McCarr will be there for a full year, and he's a beast. Mm-hmm. No, no, they'll they'll be great.
0: It's crazy he comes from the college. He didn't, didn't look overwhelmed at all.
1: No. I mean – it's hard to explain. I, I covered the Frozen Four this year, and I've covered three others or two others, and I've never seen a player completely dominate on the ice the way he did as far as doing everything for one team. yeah, Running the offense, running the defense. Like, nothing happened that his, he didn't touch. Yeah. Everything went through him, and so I knew then, this kid's ready.
0: Um, real quick, update on our bracket challenge that I put out. Oh, yeah. For the Stick to Hockey uh, bracket challenge. Timmy two who picked the Bruins to win the cup mm. is leading with 149 points and a total possible of 249. Wow. But right on his bumper is CCM car. That's the that's the handle. But that is the handle of my buddy Colin Roth. Okay. who is the CCM rep formerly of this area. Oh wow. But now in New did England. Did he give you
1: that hat you're wearing?
0: Yes, he did. <laughs> He's my man. He hooks me up is number. He's at second, only six points back, with a projected possible of two ninety three, and he also has the Bruins. So what is, did, does this, this will probably come down to? Whoever goes, does to the somebody cup. get a prize? Yeah, I'll give him something. Okay, all right. So
1: I'll kick in something too. Jimmy I have some good stuff.
0: Has San Jose going to the cup? And Colin CCM Car has the, oh well he has San Jose going to the cup against the Bruins as well. Wow. So this must come down to how many games they pick or total goals. Or total
1: goals. Yeah.
0: Wow. Meanwhile, I am sitting—
1: I never got a chance to do it. Oh, geez. I suck. Sorry. I am
0: sitting in 10th place with Seth with 99 points and a possible total of 149. Now you're cooked. Robert is in third place. He could still win. Yeah. Because he has San Jose to win the Cup. And maybe even Ben Fon- Benfonso 12— as well, because he has St. Louis to win the cup. Now that's the, the one mix. big
1: jump. If St. Louis were to win the cup, mm-hmm. he could make a monumental leap there.
0: Yeah, no question about it. So we'll see how that plays out. Yeah, we'll deliver the results, Russ. That was a good episode. Yeah, I like it. Some of your finest work. Thank you. All right, when I appreciate we, that. When we uh, reconvene, it'll probably be two teams left to fight it out for Lord. Stanley's I mean, I know I'm going to be.
1: I'm going to be in Boston. I know that.
0: There you go. Yes, you will. And it's going to be home ice in Boston to start off the next round as well. Yep. Or the final round, if you will. All right, that's uh, episode 48 of the Stick to Hockey podcast. Uh, Conference finals still going on in the West. We'll see if St. Louis or San Jose comes out. And in the Eastern Conference, it's the Bruins. And uh, we'll talk to you next time on the Stick to Hockey podcast. Enjoy your hockey, everybody. Thanks for listening.